Today on the Lockdown Blues podcast, the St. Louis Blues losing skid continues, losing their seventh game in a row to the Boston Bruins. I was at the game, saw this wonderfully mess of a team in action live, so I'm going to be talking about that. Plus, the Blues have a chance to snap their losing streak tonight against the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, game is pretty early, so you might be listening to this episode after the game, depending on when, when I get it up, um, or listening it or listening to it during the game. If the Blues start to really struggle and you want something a little more entertaining, uh, which I wouldn't be surprised to see. Uh, that being said, fingers crossed they get a win tonight. I'm going to be talking about the last loss, the, the losing streak as a whole, and then tonight's game should be a fun episode. Make sure you stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, as always, Josh Hyman. I've been doing this show for a very, very long time, coming up on 500 episodes. Uh, I'm over on Twitter as well, if you don't know me. Thanks for showing up. Thanks for tuning into the show. Um, if you do know me, thanks for coming back. Thanks for making Locked On Blues part of your daily routine, making us part or making me part of your daily routine and making Lockdown Blues your first listen. Uh, appreciate all the support. Last YouTube video did really well. Um, if you're not checking me out on YouTube, please do so. It's a lot of fun there. Um, you can see my beautiful face. Normally I have jerseys behind me, but um, this one was uh, pulled off the wall by my cat. She likes to go up and grab on them and yank them down. And then the one in the middle I wore to the game um, last night. So I gotta watch that before I put it back up on my wall. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk about the Blues. They're really bad at hockey right now. Uh, they played against the Boston Bruins last night, the second best team in the NHL, I believe, record-wise. They are eleven and two after beating the St. Louis Blues. Um, Bruins were coming off of a weekend of extreme controversy, signing and pretty much immediately releasing. Controversial prospect, Mitchell Miller. Um, I'm not going to talk about that a whole lot. My opinion is the uh, the widespread one, common one, that the Bruins made a big mistake and that it's a, ref- a poor reflection on the NHL as a whole that that player was so highly touted. Um, clearly, the Bruins weren't the only team going after him. Obviously, shame on them for signing him, but at the end of the day, the Bruins were just the lucky winner. Uh, with all the incentives in his contract and stuff, you could tell that there were other teams going after him. So it very well could have been another team in the NHL. So, you know, fortunately it was the Bruins and, you know, we all love to, to laugh at them. Um, a franchise that has been very traditionally clean and, and respectable, honestly. Like, no sarcasm there. Um, they really feel like they have a good group there and the players were very much against the signing when it happened too. So, um, I think it's a no-brainer just to be like, man, what the heck are the Bruins doing? Um, you know, good for the NHL coming out condemning it immediately, pretty much. And I, I wouldn't say good for the Bruins, good for the Bruins players for coming out and talking against it. But regardless, 
Bruins had a very distracted weekend um, focusing on that, and they suffered their second loss of the season uh, to the Toronto Maple Leafs. So I was a little hopeful coming into the game that, in traditional hockey sense, a team that is immensely struggling against a team that is at the peak of their game. Sometimes the hockey gods are just funny like that, and they they let the the worst team win. Uh, that wasn't the case, obviously. If you missed the game, the Blues lost. Uh, let's just talk about it. Um, first of all, the first thing I want to say, even though the Blues lost, wearing that Blues jersey, I definitely got a sense of uh, of bitterness from the crowd. You know, the last time a lot of those guys had seen a, a lot of those fans had seen a Blues jersey in the TD Garden was Game 7 of 2019, and we all know how that ended. There was a lot of chirping from Bruins fans, um, a lot of roasting Jordan Bennington. I was wearing my Cairo jersey, so a lot of people were giving Cairo flack. But at the end of the day, um, all I had to do was just, you know, turn around and be like, hey, well, what happened in 2019? And that shut them up pretty quick. But overall, respectful from the fans. There wasn't really anything that crossed the line. Um, I love Boston. You know, I'm a Celtics fan. I, I love the garden. I love the energy. And there's there's definitely something fun that comes with being uh, being in enemy territory in that sense. So uh, shout out Boston fans for that. I had a great time. Everyone was really nice, even though the banter was fun back and forth. You know, nothing over the line, nothing disrespectful. Um, and I tripped back, even though the team was losing. <laughs> um, I was fully acknowledging that the Blues were bad this year. However, they were good when it mattered against the Bruins, and that's really all that counts. Um, that being said, though, the game, I kind of rambled on here a little bit, so I'm going to kind of briefly talk about it before heading into the first uh, ad break and then spend the majority of the second cycle talking about it, but sort of the, the quick bullet point list. Um, the Blues don't look like they can contend at all with elite teams. Now, obviously, you know, they've lost seven straight now. They can't even contend with bad teams, but I honestly think the Blues played kind of well, all things considered, to, uh, compared to how their last few games have gone. Um, the, the offense was still really bad. Uh, lack of continuous pressure was extremely apparent. Offensive zone turnovers were so frustrating. Um, felt like the Blues were playing hot potato all night with the puck. But at the end of the day, Jordan Bennington was really, really good. Um, and honestly, I liked what I saw out of the defense. I think they did a good job of limiting high danger opportunities against Jordan Bennington. You know, they gave up the two power play goals. Um, but at the end of the day, um, other than that third goal that he definitely would have wanted back. I think Jordan Bennington was spectacular. Um, and the defense, like I said, did a very good job of preventing the, a very high-powered Bruins offense from turning this into a 5-1, 6-1 game. Uh, so it's commendable effort there. The penalty kill struggled a lot, but Boston's power play is really, really good. So I'm not putting a whole lot of weight in that. I think it's just the Bruins' power play looked really, really good, looked really sharp. Um, Blues' penalty power play looked really bad. Uh, they had a couple opportunities early and they just couldn't get anything going. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, slightly encouraging performance, slightly better than a lot of the losses we've seen. But at the end of the day, is a, a loss is a loss. And now you've lost seven in a row. You're playing again tonight. Like this, this can very easy, easily spiral into a non-recoverable situation for the St. Louis Blues. You can't just play a little bit better against a team that the Boston Bruins and think that that's going to get you a win because a little bit better than how they had been playing is still pretty darn bad. So in the second segment, I'm going to go a little bit more in-depth into some of the points I just mentioned. And then in the third segment, I'm going to be previewing tonight's matchup between the St. Louis Blues and Philadelphia Flash. Before I get into that, I want to tell you guys that today's episode is brought to you 
by betonline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, soccer, and esports. Got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts like this one, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. And I'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right, so I, I touched on a few points briefly. I'm going to go a little bit more in depth. Let's start with let's start with Jordan Bennington. Um, at the beginning of the year, at the beginning of the season, I said that Jordan Bennington was going to be the X factor for this team, and if Jordan Bennington played well, the team should have success. Jordan Bennington has played really, really well. The team has done absolutely nothing to support him. Uh, the offense is was last in the league heading into last night's game against the Bruins, and after scoring one goal, I'm sure they are even further in last place, which is such a, a extreme, um, extreme flip from last season. The offense last season carried the St. Louis Blues at the beginning of the year and throughout the whole season, pretty much. Um, and this year, it's the complete opposite. The defense is playing fine. The goaltending has been really, really good. And the offense is non-existent. Now, is that just a matter of <clears throat> extremely painful regression to the mean after having nine twenty goal scorers last year and having a really, really high shooting percentage? Is this just the Blues crashing and burning, falling down to earth after that year? Maybe a little bit. But the Blues offense isn't this bad. I think their shooting percentage is something like 6% on the year, which is like, horrendously bad like unfathomably bad like there's no way that can last throughout a whole season i think that would be like the least efficient offense in nhl history if the blues go 82 games shooting this poorly but at the same time one thing that really stuck out to me um at the game like being there live is just how many freaking times the blues miss the net it is so infuriating watching them create some sort of high danger scoring opportunity and then just miss the net and have it be one and done. Cause not only when you miss the net, not only are you obviously, you know, you can't score if you don't hit the net, but also you're giving up possession. And there were so many times where the blues would come into the zone, make a pass or two, fire one wide and the Bruins would just take the puck and go right back down. Like the Bru- the blues had maybe three or four uh, times not including power plays where they actually had some significantly extended offensive zone time. Not once did the Bruins get laid on a shift or desperate for a change or hemmed into their own zone because, well, the Blues passing was pretty good, pretty crisp. Their finishing was horrendous. They couldn't hit the net. When they did hit the net, it was right into the trapper and he was able to cover it up um, or right to his chest. Allmark's had a good year for sure, but he wasn't tested at all. You know, the Blues' one goal was an absolute slam dunk from Braden Shen. You know, I could have scored that. Um, but other than that, you know, you had the the Cairo breakaway where he couldn't do anything of it. A um, couple more two-on-ones where the net was missed. Power plays where you got outshot by the opponent. It, it It's just like this offense looks so disjointed, so so non-adhesive. Like it's it's just so frustrating is is really the only word that I'm gonna keep bringing up because this team just shouldn't be this bad. 
You know, it, it, it felt like the Blues could have won that game last night. After it was 1-1, the Blues had a little spurt of pressure where they could have made it 2-1 and where it feels like the Blues of old would have stepped on the throat of the Boston Bruins and said, oh yeah, you sat back a little bit with this 1-0 lead. You let us have a dominant second period, which all things considered, the Blues dominant in the second period? No. Were they dominant in the second period per their, per their standard? Absolutely. They had the best second period of the season maybe last night. Um, not saying much, but still, you know, something to build off of. And rather than capture that momentum, you know, come into the third period, guns blazing, like you're shot out of a cannon, the Blues kind of just sat back and let the Bruins just take it to them in that third period. Um, eventually, you know, the, the Bruins pressure led to a power play, which resulted in their second goal, which was about just as easy as their first goal. Their first goal was about as easy as the Blues goal. Um, just, you know, good passing, out of position defense, whatever. And then the third goal, as frustrating as it is for Jordan Bennington and the defense, you know, bouncing puck slips past him. The Blues were never going to score a second goal in that game. Like, even when they scored their first goal, it, it didn't feel like it, it was, you know, it was building. Like, with with each Bruins goal, you could kind of tell that they were building up to something, that they, they were putting on a lot of continued pressure, and, and you're like, oh, man, you know, I feel a goal coming. Especially being there in person in an arena as loud as the TD Garden, you can kind of tell when the, when the crowd noise starts going, and it's a good indication of, oh, man, they're putting a lot of pressure on. And I pretty much called the first two goals after the blues went over three on their first three power plays and the Bruins have like no five on five time. They go on that power play. Of course they're going to score. Of course they're going to score. They're one of the best power plays in the league. One of the best teams in the league. And they, they felt cheated. You know, they haven't had an opportunity in offense. Of course they're going to score. And then that second goal, same thing. They had been building a lot of momentum. The blues were on their heels, not pushing back a lot. Got another power play. Like, all right. Yep. Yep, it's 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 coming again. You know, you could just feel it, and and that's unfortunately the case of the Bruins just being a far better team. You could tell that they were just sitting back, waiting for their opportunities to score, and every single time they did, they capitalized. Um, but at the same time, the Blues had tied it up at at one, and the whole thing that I like to say a lot is is winning games that you should have lost, and by all means, the Blues should have lost that game last night. However, did they have an opportunity to win it? Yeah, Jordan Bennington kept them in that game. Um, the defense kept them in that game. They had three power plays in the opening 11 minutes. They had it tied at one um, in the second period. Like there were plenty of opportunities where you get a little bit of puck luck or or you just do something all yourself and, and, and you win. Um, but it didn't happen. Um, let's, let's talk about Jordan Cairo. Seeing him in person confirms everything that I think we've been thinking throughout the year and that he's just he's just trying too hard. Um, a lot of pucks bouncing off of his stick, a lot of passes just a millimeter off, a lot of shots missing the net. He had that one breakaway where he kind of waited a little bit too long, got too close to the goalie, and, and it turned into nothing. Like He's still very noticeable out there. I think Jordan Cairo, other than Braden Shen, might have been the player I noticed most for the Blues just because of his speed and his skill. You know, He had a breakaway right before that. He had like a two-on-one or something like that. Like He's still creating scoring chances. He still looks like an elite player out there, everything but the finishing. Um, so I'm not super worried about him yet. I think it's just going to take like one, one goal, one really nice goal, and then he'll be like, oh yeah, that's right. That's that's how you score. Um, but at the end of the day, it was very frustrating watching him. It, it, it felt like 
every time he touched the puck, it was like hot potato, whether he could, he couldn't pass it quickly enough or, or he just put his head down and then got broken up, puck bounced off his stick, whatever. Um, rapid fire here, other points about the game before we head into the third segment. Uh, offensive zone turnovers are awful. If the Blues didn't miss the net, they'd turn the puck over in their offensive zone. Like, they no sustained pressure. No sustained pressure. They they would either get it. They would either get a shot off, put it wide, or make some ill advised pass right to the Bruins, and the Bruins would have an easy breakout. Um, it feels like they didn't learn from their mistakes. I didn't see a single adjustment from the Blues all night in terms of strategy on offense. It felt like they were just trying to do the same thing over and over and over again, shoving a square peg into a round hole, and it just wouldn't work. Um, I don't know, man. It's it might be a long year. Uh, all things considered, it might be a long year. Uh, this team has a lot wrong right now, and if you fix one thing, another leak will spring up. You know, it's it's inevitable. The offense is gonna get going at some point, but what happens when Jordan Bennington inev- inevitably struggles for a stretch of games, or the defense struggles for the stretch a stretch of games, or the penalty kill struggles even more for the stretch, a stretch of games, or the power play? You know what I mean? It's like. Count your blessings because I feel like it could even be worse than it is right now, believe it or not. Um, because I feel like the, the part of the Blues that's struggling is their best part, their offense. And the part that's playing well is their most questionable part in their defense and goaltending. So brace yourself because this, this might get worse before it gets better, unfortunately. And that might continue with tonight's game against the Philadelphia Flyers. So I'm going to be getting into that. But first, I want to tell you that today's episode is also brought to you by Simply Safe. Did you know that over holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today. You can enjoy advanced security and even greater peace of mind this holiday season. Now, I, I live in an apartment at college a lot, so I had the fortunate um, ability of just kind of constantly having security. But then getting back home, you know, my parents were out of town all last week, and you start to notice noises more and, and bumps in the night. And fortunately for me, it was just that, noises and bumps in the night. But the worst case scenario is you wake up and that bump in the night is actually a, an intruder. But when you have Simply Safe, you can feel comfortable and safe and secure that knowing even if that worst case scenario happens, Simply Safe has you covered. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report, third year in a row. Three P, baby. An emergency 24/7 professional monitoring agent used Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real, so you can get priority police response. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com/slash. URL today. This is their biggest discount of the year. So don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. Sorry, not slash URL. Brain fart there. <laughs> There's no safe like Simply Safe. And I'll be right back to wrap up today's episode. All right. Blues Flyers. Blues have lost seven games in a row. Looking to make it eight tonight against the Philadelphia Flyers. Ah, man. Um, Well, the Blues got lucky. Uh, Recently announced that Carter Hart, who's having a spectacular year in net for the Philadelphia Flyers, will miss tonight's game due to an illness. So Felix Sanderson will be the starter for the Philadelphia Flyers. Has yet to get an NHL win. He is 0-3. 
with a 3.77 goals allowed and an 8.94 save percentage. He has struggled. So right there, you think, okay, what a perfect opportunity for the Blues offense to get back on track. A rookie goalie who hasn't had a win in the NHL yet, who wasn't even prepared to start today. The flip side of that is the St. Louis Blues have a real tendency to make backup goalies look like prime Dominic Ashik. Um And that's my biggest fear, is that their offense is going to figure it out. They're going to create scoring chances. They're going to get a lot of power plays. They're going to get a lot of shots on goal. But because they're still frustrated and they can't finish, they're going to get, get, you know, get one goal, zero goals, two goals, and give up a bunch. Um, Look, I've been pessimistic all episodes, so let's be optimistic here. What can the Blues do to win? Simplify. So really all it comes down to is simplify. The Blues are a team that is very capable of running, you know, advanced offenses. Um, not trick plays, but, you know, complicated schemes, a uh, lot of passing towards goals. And until they can kind of get the simple stuff ironed out, hitting the net, stringing passes together in the offensive zone, just simple passes, they don't have time to worry about the complicated stuff. They got to get back to basics. That's really all it comes down to. They're defending well. Their goaltending is playing well. Even Bryce, their backup, has played well in his limited time. Um, and then it's just the offense can just simplify it, put two and two together. You know, they're a ho- they're a hockey team full of really talented offensive players. You know, it, it, they shouldn't be scoring this this poorly in the NHL uh, this year. So it's really just a matter of getting back to to what worked last year, and that was. Trusting your line mates, making the right pass, but also shooting when it's the right time to shoot and forcing rebound opportunities. That's one thing the Blues have really struggled with this year is just second chance opportunities, forcing rebounds, uh, forcing turnovers with the forecheck. They really have gotten away from that. I feel like it's been one and done every single time they go down to the offensive zone. So if they can start forcing second chance opportunities, you know, rebounds, turnovers off of forechecks, etc., they're going to start to get those gritty goals, those 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 garbage goals that don't look pretty but count the same on the score sheet once they start getting those goals then hopefully the pretty goals will come and hopefully the team will write the ship but man blues need to figure it out they need to figure it out fast who is my pick for lockdown player of the game i'm gonna pick a guy who has had an extremely 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 disappointing start to the year um really needs to turn things around in order for the blues to have success i think he is anxious to turn things around he is ready to turn things around and what better night to do so than in the city where the turnaround started in 2019 the city where play gloria was was originated ryan o'reilly the captain needs to have a big night needs to lead this team needs to be a leader and i'm expecting him to do so ryan o'reilly is my pick for lockdown player of the game that being said that is all the time i have for you guys today i am praying that the next time I see you, it'll be talking about a win. It has been a long time since I've been able to talk about a win. Um, Fingers crossed. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button, whatever podcast platform you're listening to me on. Uh, Subscribe to the YouTube channel at Locked on Blues. Hit that notification bell. That way you never miss a new upload. Leave a comment on the YouTube video. The last video got so much interaction, so many comments. I'm still reading through them. A lot of you guys agreed with me. Some of you guys disagreed with me. That's fine. If you disagree with me, let me know. You know, I'm just a dude with an opinion. I'm not an analyst. I'm not a writer. I'm not a reporter. I just am a dude who watches the games and goes, huh, this player, blah, 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 blah. That player, blah, 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 blah. And you might think, uh, no, that player, blah, 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 blah. So if you disagree with me, let me know. 
open my mind, expand my expand my perspective, but do it nicely. Don't just be like, hey, idiot, you're dumb. Tell me why I'm dumb. Tell me what, what you disagree with me on. I love the banter. I love it. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh Hammond NHL. You can follow Lockdown Blues on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Blues. Thank you all so much for listening. And as always, let's go blue.